A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This week on the Eurotrip, a first trip to Finland and a chat from Czechia. It's time for the Eurotrip. The Eurotrip, when I read that, I was immediately thinking of the movie. Do you know the movie? (laughs) Hi, I'm Leanne. Hello, Leanne. Uh, Leanne, are you a Eurotrip podcast listener? I am, yes! <laughs> I, I should say, I met some Eurotrip fans here. I was chatting with people outside the entrance, and they said, oh, are you, are you Bella Fist? And I said, yeah, I know you're from the Eurotrip. What did you have for breakfast? It was last night. I did not have a kebab for breakfast. Queen Lorene, Eurovision winner, did you ever think you would be back here again? I get goosebumps. No way! Martin Ostadar. Executive Supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. Welcome to the Eurotrip. Thank you very much. Welcome back, I think it is, right? Hello and welcome to the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast. With me, James, and I can always count on him. He is my superhero robot. <laughs> it's Rob Lilly. Hello, Super Rob here, reporting for duty after a very busy weekend in Melody Grand Prix. Uh, if you know, you know. <laughs> if you don't, then you think we've both lost our minds. Yes, hello, lovely to be with you for another episode of the Euro Trip. And James, it is another, and I feel like we said this every week, another bumper episode of Eurovision Joy. <laughs> is that the new tagline for the podcast? Is that what's going to appear on all the graphics now? Uh, yeah, it's a, another big one. Two big guests to bring you. Uh, and our first member of the Eurovision class of 2024. You had to think about that, didn't you? you I really did. For half a second. <laughs> it certainly is, yeah. So I have been catching up in person, which was fun, with Aiko, who is, of course, representing Czechia at Eurovision in 2024 she was in london i live in london so we met up last week and we had a lovely conversation of which you will hear some a little bit later on as always i asked the big questions the questions you want answered which led to her telling me this yes my favorite like my favorite food is oatmeal i've had oatmeal for the past seven years every day for breakfast i just love my oatmeal in the morning yeah, it's always the burning questions for you, isn't it, Rob? <laughs> Never the important stuff. You're always, always about food. Always about food. Uh, also on this episode, uh, we are heading to Finland for the first time in 2024 because UMK, possibly uh, one of the biggest national selections this year in terms of anticipation, is kicking off soon. And I've been catching up with Jesse Markin, one of the artists. So we've got all that and more still to come. You're listening on Acast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is the Eurotrip. Yes, here we go then. As we say, plenty to come on this week's episode. Uh, Just quickly touching on last week, though, uh, we spoke to Michael Keeley, Ireland's head of delegation. It seems like the Eurotrip is becoming a a head of delegation podcast in its own. We do have a a couple more coming up. 
don't we, Rob? Yeah, that was a nice tease. Yeah, we do. A couple of a uh, couple of other head of delegations on the way, including you may have seen on on social. Hopefully, we're doing this very soon. An interview with Germany's head of delegation on the podcast, and we don't often hear from the German delegation, do we? So, we've got some questions from you. If you have any more, please do send them in. We'll give you the details on how to do that shortly. But yeah, uh, head of delegation central is what we're doing on the podcast over the next few weeks. But just not this week. <laughs> we we give it that the, the full shebang and we don't have one this week. Uh, but stay tuned. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying, Michael Keeley was on last week, Ireland's head of delegation. It's uh, fair to say that there was a lot of reaction uh, to everything he was saying. And, you know, from from my perspective, I think, you know, the proof of the pudding will be in the eating, tasting, eating, one of them. No, you were right. You were right first time. I was right. Uh, yeah. So I think, yeah, we're all looking forward to seeing the Late Late Show, which is on Friday night, uh, 9.30 UK time, I think it is. So it'll be interesting to see how that uh, selection goes down on Friday. Another piece of terrible planning on my behalf. Uh, I'm going out for dinner uh, to a oh. friend's house on Friday night. So it means that, James, not only will I miss the final of The Traitors, which I appreciate. <laughs> this is a Eurovision podcast, so maybe people don't care about that. Uh, but if you are a UK listener, you'll know. Uh, yeah, I'll miss that and Eurosong on Friday. So it'll be that thing where I'll be sat on the tube and then I'll open my phone and find out who is indeed representing Ireland. And uh, fascinating to find out who that's going to be. It is a late finish, though. I think it's like a half 11 finish. So I don't know, depending on how long your night is, you might get back in time. They do call it the Late Late Show for a reason, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but as I was saying, yeah, plenty of reaction. If you haven't listened yet, do go back and, and listen before the show on Friday night uh, to find out how these artists were chosen and the full selection process uh, to how we're getting to the show on Friday. Yeah, really, really exciting. It does feel like things feel a bit different for Ireland when it comes to Eurovision 2024. But yeah, we will find out when... The Irish public cast their votes <laughs> on Friday night and who knows what might happen. But yeah, reaction, of course, from us on next week's podcast. Have to say a huge thank you to all of those that have been very generous and buying us a coffee over the last few days. Don't forget, you can buy us a coffee here on the podcast so you can donate just a, a few pounds to help us keep the lights on here at the podcast and show your support, which we are very appreciative of. So appreciative of if we see you in person in Malmö, if we're there, we'll come and we'll give you a big hug, which I think is a threat that I've already given at some point <laughs> in this uh, in this season on the podcast. Is it a threat? Is it a treat? I'll leave you to uh, to work that out for yourselves. <laughs> but I have to say a really big thank you to Sean. Uh, Sean bought us five coffees over on Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, he said, and this is really nice, which is why I wanted to mention it. Despite being a huge Eurovision fan for decades, I only discovered the Euro trip at the end of last year. The depths of your coverage is incredible. I'm excited to go through the 2024 season with you. Keep up the amazing work. Thanks, Sean. No, Sean. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Thanks, Sean. Uh, I also want to say thanks to uh, to Chris on Twitter, who is almost pitching himself to be a, a producer of the Eurotrip, because uh, he got in touch with us at Eurotrip Podcast, uh, quoting a tweet saying, as a French speaker, I always knew this, but still deserves a full investigation emergency podcast from you. Uh, so this was in relation to uh, somebody who would uh, put a screenshot on of a Wikipedia page about Eurovision. And uh, this little section, let me read it to you. Uh, it is often referred to in English. This is a score of zero, by the way. So it's often referred to in English language media as null point or nil point, albeit incorrectly. Oh. Uh, grammatically, uh, French for no points is pas de point which actually isn't used in the contest. So Chris thinks we should do an emergency podcast all about <laughs> all about this incorrect use of uh, nil or null point. What, how Norpois came to be? So it should be, remind us again, it should be... It should be Pas de Pois. You're a Pas de Pois. I, <laughs> I quite enjoy Pas de Pois. Let's bring that, let's bring that in for 2024. I'm going to email the EBU. And I'll quickly tell you the story as well, because a few years ago, uh, when I went Hold to on, see... Hold on, uh... is this you getting us out of doing a full podcast about this? You're just going to tell us about it now? Well, sort of. It's it's sort of on the same topic. But a few years ago, I went to see Madame Monsieur in uh, in concert, and this was before they went to Eurovision. So they sang the Eurovision song and a, and a few others as well. And you know, obviously, in the UK, you know, if we liked a song, we would say douze poids, or you know, if we you know wanted to give it credit, we would say that. 
what I found fascinating is that the French crowd, when they sang the Eurovision song, the full crowd sort of just to chant 12 points, which I just thought was the most bizarre thing in the world. I just thought they would have shouted 12 points, but no. 12 points. Something's gone wrong in the Matrix there. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Do you think in Germany they shout the Italian for 12 points? In in Italy, do they say the Swedish for 12 points? What happens? <laughs> I knew Eurovision was international, but I didn't realise it was that international. Yeah, if you're, a, if you're a listener in Serbia or Poland, what do you shout <laughs> if you like a song? Would you say do sport 12 points, something else entirely? Uh, let us know. You can let us know all your thoughts on Eurovision and the Eurotrip as well. Don't forget to get in touch with us at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on TikTok as well. Uh, and you can send us an email as well. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com. Should add as well, by the way, mentioned Sean there who'd bought us a coffee or bought us five coffees very generously. If you would like to do the same, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Eurotrip podcast. Yes, indeed. Now then, it is time for all the latest Eurovision news, which there has been a lot of uh, since we last joined you a week ago, uh, including uh, a deadline effectively for when Romania uh, is to make its decision on whether or not to participate in Eurovision this year. Yeah, the on-running saga, the will-they-won't-they of the Eurovision season for 2024, Romania. The broadcaster are yet to make a final decision regarding their participation, which seems ridiculous given that it's getting towards the end of January. So I feel like you should probably, probably crack on. And obviously the (laughs) allocation draw is, is next week, James. So perhaps, perhaps they should get on with it. According to a local Romanian news website, the final decision will be made by the Board of Directors in Romania at the Romanian Broadcaster this Thursday. So we won't have to wait too long. Basically, they're going to decide whether they think Eurovision is worth the €180,000 that it will cost to participate this year. So that is obviously in time for next week's allocation draw. So they'll make the decision on Thursday. I guess we'll get an announcement one way or another uh, before Tuesday, which is when, as you say, that semi-final allocation draw, or the draw, as it's now being billed, uh, will take place. Which, James, have you seen, is available to watch on the BBC iPlayer in the UK? Yeah, but not live, uh, as far as I was aware. You can only watch it the day after. So we can watch it on YouTube, as usual. What's the point? Because then you're going to know the results. Yes, I know, I know. But you can just watch it on YouTube like you would normally. Uh, So that is fine. Uh, But looking back at the last seven days as well, uh, plenty more. Uh, We've got a new song. Uh, We knew that Raven would represent Slovenia and she on Saturday night revealed her song Veronica, which has been hotly anticipated. I feel like that's my phrase of the year, by the way. Hotly anticipated. I think a lot of things are for me. Uh, But she released it on Saturday. I think it's gone down a storm. Uh, Interestingly, uh, Bojan from uh, Joker Out is one of the songwriters, which was uh, uh, interesting to see. Uh, But yeah, Rob, have you heard the song? Thoughts? I have heard the song and I quite like it. Before I share my full thoughts, should we have a quick listen? like it i said in a message to you on the weekend obviously just after the song had come out that i said it has a bit of a festival Kengas vibe about it yeah well yeah um i, I see i see where you're coming from to be fair uh, do you know what? I, I don't know if, if you did a live performance of it i haven't seen it at least uh, but i'm excited to see a live performance i sometimes hate to judge a song especially for eurovision based on a, a studio version or a, a music video so i'm excited to see what it looks like and how it sounds live because obviously Eurovision is a live music contest yes as is so often forgotten Mm. but a busy weekend elsewhere as well of course we had shows in Estonia in Lithuania and as we alluded to at the start of the podcast uh, Melody Grand Prix semi-final number two took place 
and of course qualifying, your friend of mine, Super Rob and Erica Norwich, who made their way through to the final with the song My AI. Kino, of course, performing on Saturday in heat number three. Yes, so six places in the final are already guaranteed. Three more to come from uh, from this Saturday semi-final. Uh, and if uh, if it goes to form, then it'll, Kano will be one of them who gets to the final because in the two shows so far, uh, the last three performers in each of the semi-finals have gone through. So, and I think Kano are performing six. So by the looks of things, they're guaranteed a spot in the final. Well, James, shall we stay in Scandinavia? And to take the phrase that you have made your own, Arguably the most hotly anticipated national final of the year comes in Finland. Yes, indeed, it does. After the success of Karia last year with Cha 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 and his unbelievable point score in uh, in the national final 12 months ago, Wiley, the Finnish broadcaster, is back with another super-sized edition of UMK, their national final. And seven artists will be taking to the stage. And over the last week or so, those songs have been drip-fed to us, almost one a day, which is a nice way to do it, I think. It allows each of those entries to breathe uh, for about 24 hours or so until we get the next one. Like a fine wine. Like a fine wine, indeed, yes. Uh, one of those artists in the running is Jesse Markin. His song is called Glow. And earlier in the week, I caught up with him to find out, first of all, why he submitted the song, why he wants to take part in this competition, uh, but also to talk a bit about his stance, which he made clear on social media, that if Israel are going to be taking part in Eurovision this year and he wins UMK, He will not go to Eurovision. So we get into all of that. uh, But this is what happened when I caught up with Jesse a little bit earlier this week. Jesse Markin, welcome to the Eurotrip. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm great. I'm great. It's a bit snowy outside right now. But like, other than that, uh, the snow, it doesn't even matter. Like, like it looks pretty. It looks pretty. It doesn't bother me like that. It just looks pretty. But it's snowing and I'm feeling great. How about you? I'm very good, thank you. Not many people ask how I am. Normally, they just want to get to the chat. So, thanks very much for asking. No, no we're people. We're people over here. So, obviously, <laughs> like you're doing good. I, I can see you smiling. So, I guess, I guess it's all good right now. I'm smiling. You're smiling. It's a good day. It's a good day. Yeah. Uh, also, Definitely. doesn't it just snow every day in uh, in Finland? Uh, for a couple of months, yeah. But like, <laughs> but like now, now it's kind of like. Uh, coming down a bit because like it's more like a sleep type of situation we have right now like uh, December and early January was much more prettier and much more like a Christmas vibe but now it's kind of like just white everywhere and cold very cold and cold and cold but cold it's not even that bad because like now it's probably like minus six. 16 or minus not bad or minus 16 no that's not bad like at some <laughs> point we had like minus 30 minus 32 oh, that's bad that is bad, <laughs> <That's> bad. <laughs> i <laughs> want to start off by the way i need to ask you about the uh the alpaca from your music video have you made friends with that mm. guy yet yeah yeah we uh the alpaca was called yorma that's a like a classic uh finnish name but actually we had two on the set because they're kind of like so social animals, so they get like anxiety and stuff like that. They they don't have friends. I was feeding them carrots and those small pellets and stuff like stuff like that. So that was my kind of like the second time even interacting with an alpaca. So it was kind of <laughs> like I don't know. I was shy. I was a bit shy in it in the beginning, but when we got to know each other, then it was kind of like comfortable. So I could start looking at the camera and rapping and singing and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Are you usually an animal kind of guy? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I used to rest in peace, Pepsi and Missy, but I used to have two cats. They died a long time ago. They died a long time ago. Not that, not at the same time, obviously, but they died a long time ago. I used to have cats. I follow all kinds of animals on Instagram, pandas, all kinds of different cats. When I'm on the metro or whatever. And cat videos pop on my screen. I'm kind of like, you know, <laughs> keeping it private. I don't want people to see like, okay, this guy, he's really looking at cat videos. But yeah, I'm that guy looking at cat videos. I think everybody really enjoys watching a cat video mm. on Instagram, surely. We're all the same, aren't we? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I'm not alone. <laughs> 
Should we talk about the music? That's that's why you're here. Yeah. We're chatting about everything yeah. but the music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> uh, congratulations, by the way. You're in UMK. Is this something you ever thought you'd end up doing? Uh, not not really, because like when I was a kid watching uh, Eurovision, I wasn't thinking it, it was possible for me to kind of like partake in this in this huge competition like that. So it wasn't really in my mind that this would happen. But maybe a year ago, year ago, my manager contacted me that some people from UMK contacted him and were asking, like, would I be interested in stuff like that? I was like, they want me? Like, like what? Like, they wanted me to kind of, like, uh, submit, it, su- submit a track because there were, like, 700... 700 tracks that were submitted and they picked seven out of those 700. If I can do whatever whatever type of music I want to do and just put that in and see what happens, I'm fine with it. So I, I kind of like put the track in and I was like, they're not going to pick me. Like, I'm not really like necessarily the most popular artist or or sexiest artist or the most beautiful <laughs> voice or, you know, any anything like that. So I was just thinking like, mm, let's see what happens. But then they they called me and were like, yeah, we want you to kind of like hop on board. And I was like, yo, what's happening? Like, like, are you serious? I was a bit surprised. I was hoping that I would get in, but I was a bit surprised that they went for me anyway. I don't know. It was a contradiction in my head. Like, and what, what was it like when they called you? Did somebody from, from YLE call you up on the phone and say, listen, Jesse, here's the good news? Yeah. Well, yeah, like like they made they made it like this. Like uh, first they have the like an interview, and I was uh, kind of like in isolation in Lapland at that time, filming on uh, another thing, and I didn't have my phone or anything with me. So they brought me the production crew brought me this laptop so I can have like a like a Zoom meet like that. Then we had an interview, and they said that they'll let me know Thursday. So Thursday comes, my manager is like. Uh, I can't, I can't say, let's talk Monday because there's some situations going on. I was like, yeah, I didn't get it. Like, <laughs> okay, that's it. Then Monday comes and Martin, my manager, he says like, yeah, unfortunately you didn't make the cut. I was like, damn, like how, why did you tell me Thursday? So I was like, ah, psych, you got punked. You made, made, made the whole thing. I was like, oh. I was reading some of the comments underneath the YouTube video of, of your song. A dangerous place to be sometimes, I must admit. <laughs> uh, but one of my favorite comments I saw was that somebody says, it, uh, <laughs> your song sounds like a FIFA song. I don't know if you, you play video games much, but it sounds, yeah, like, yeah, a song I from, play like, video games. sounds like a song from the FIFA football games. Uh, they said it was uplifting and energetic. That's, that's quite a compliment, isn't it? It's a, it's a compliment. It's a huge compliment. If Electronic Arts, anybody of those people watching this, hook me up. I got you. I got you some FIFA songs. But anyway, it was a huge compliment because when I was doing that song or writing that song, I wasn't even thinking about how people will perceive it when it's out. So kind of like when this FIFA thing came on, even or like the comments came out, I was like, because I saw I saw that comment, too, because I've been in those YouTube uh <laughs> <laughs> comment sections and whatnot, looking at the negative, the positives and stuff like that, and kind of like trying to learn from them. But anyway, when I saw that comment, I was like, man, that's true. I never even thought about it like that. It really has that energy, like a big stadium energy in that sense. So, so yeah, that was a, that was a good compliment. That was a good compliment. Are you looking forward to UMK then? Are you, uh, are you putting some plans together for that stage performance? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, at this point, obviously the song is out, so we don't really have to focus on that too much anymore. Just some promotional stuff and interviews, but like the live show is now where everything is at. Like the mind, the body, the soul, everything is at the live performance. So we're going through like outfits, choreography, visuals, sound lights, all that stuff. Like we have like these mixing rehearsals and all that stuff. So we're kind of like working hard a few weeks ago, you uh, you put a post on your Instagram and TikTok about uh, about Israel, and, yeah. and I think it's important that that we talk about that. Yeah. Uh, you said that if you do win UMK, you won't participate in Eurovision if Israel are, are still in the competition. Yeah. Do you want to sort of take us through that thought process uh, behind making that that decision? Yeah, obviously everybody knows that I'm no politician or activist or anything like that. I'm just a man who makes music. 
and, and that's that simple as that. And I look at things as just a regular human being. And with this Israel-Hamas conflict, and I have to underline that I condemn, condemn Hamas for all the horrible things they have done. But as human beings, I feel like at the same time, even though you're trying to kind of like uh, get rid of Hamas, we should be able to criticize th two things at the same time. So kind of like the way you're trying to handle or fix your problem sometimes deserves a critique in that sense. Like, let's say, like, even with this conflict, uh, they have a have a list from several human rights organizations that in this conflict, there are like horrible numbers of how many children have been killed during just a few months. Kind of like my whole statement was kind of like to bring light to this this issue that I that I've seen through the media and these human rights organizations that, OK, you're trying to get rid of one thing, but you're punishing the whole kind of like branch or the whole country for a small percentage of horrible people. So that's my only critique in the situation. I'm not really criticizing Israel as a whole, but kind of like the military strategy that it, you're trying to get one person, but at the same time, you're getting rid of 10 per people at the same time. So that's, that's my only thing that I wanted to kind of like bring to the conversation. And obviously with UMK, the whole process with the UMK started maybe a year ago, more than a year ago. So at that point, this wasn't even a conversation. So people started asking me these questions. It was January already. So I had to kind of like figure out myself, like what's important to me? Is it going to be my music that I'll just play it safe and be like the yes man? or just say how I feel. And I feel like this will be a powerful statement to kind of like show like, like even though I condemn Hamas, I can still criticize the actions of the other side. Like, how are you handling the conflict? And is it hard for you to take this stance? You know, you're, you're in this competition, you're in this competition to win it and winning it would allow you to do Eurovision, one of the biggest, you know, music events in the world. So for you to take this yeah. stance, it must it must be a difficult decision to have made. Yes, definitely, it's a it's a difficult decision. But at the same time, I felt like if people are in distress or suffering, that always comes before my music. That always comes before my music. So I can always go back to the studio, make a new song, and try this, try that, and whatever. My my life is pretty okay. Like, I don't really have nothing to complain about. So kind of like if somebody out there, whoever it is, needs help, I'll be standing for that person, no matter what. So it was a hard decision in the sense that I could be selfish in the sense that let's just talk about my music and everybody would like me, everybody would love me, that would be the easy route. But sometimes easy is not always right. <laughs> from my point of view. So, yeah, so I came up with this statement that and I and I just kind of like I wasn't even diving into into deep like how am I going to phrase my words or sentences or anything like that. I just wanted to speak speak from the heart, speak from the mind like this is how I feel about the situation and hopefully we can bring some awareness on the situation and able would stand behind their own statements that we don't want to make this whole thing political by leaving some some of the uh, participants out of the competition to make it kind of like when some people partake in the competition it already makes it political in a sense so in that way I felt like if I do this, maybe we will get a little wave and people will start speaking out and stuff like that. And from there, they'll make a decision like they did with Russia and so on and so on that, OK, maybe it's best that you fix your situation first, then welcome next year. It's not like I'm trying to ban Israel from never partaking in Eurovision. But I feel like there are much more 
bigger things for them to take care of right now instead of just uh, partaking in a music contest. And for you, we should say you are still 100, 110% committed to UMK. You're not going to allow yourself to be distracted. You are still, you know, you're still in it to, to win it, right? Definitely, definitely. And I'm still, some people might say that I'm naive, but I'm still hoping that I could get to Eurovision because that was the whole idea behind me partaking in UMK. I wanted to go there. And when this, uh, these kind of like, when demos were sent and all that stuff a year ago, I was obviously committed to going going to Eurovision. Let's fast forward to the final of UMK. Yeah. Imagine you're in the green room, you've yeah. done your performance, yeah. the points are coming through, and it gets to that moment and your points are revealed and uh, you've done the maths and you've realised you've mm. won. You are the winner of UMK. Mm. How do you think that would feel? It would feel amazing. I would be super happy. But at the same time, there will be a hint of sadness maybe there because it will probably mean that I wouldn't be able to go to Eurovision at the same time. De depending on what what uh, the heads at Eurovision decide. But at the same time, I'm thinking like, because I'm the man of the people, I want to stand behind the people and the people already know my opinion on this issue issue about like Israel partaking in the contest. So like, let's say it like this, if you want to fix an issue, you can't fix it from outside of the house. you got to get inside the house and try to talk to people. So now when people, Finnish people know my stance on the issue. And if they felt, if the people felt like you should go, you can still go there and talk about your, your ideas and thoughts and whatever, and meet the people, connect with the people, talk with the people, then I would reconsider or consider the option of even going there. But but at this point, my stand is already known. And if the people don't want me to go, I won't go. If the people are like, you should definitely go. We know how you feel, but there's the best way to move forward, to kind of like bring more light to it because that's more exposure, that's more interviews, that's more connections, all that stuff. So that would be an option too. So if that win happens, I would have to listen to the people, like what do they want? So it's a complicated situation because I really, selfishly, I really want to go. Selfishly, I really want to go at the same time. Yeah, principles. A very complex, yeah, very complex situation. Mm. Um, yeah. Jesse, just to lighten this up a little bit, um, there's going to be a lot of people who are just <laughs> listening to us, right, uh, on the podcast. Yeah. But yeah. well, I'm going to have to put a clip of this online, right, because uh, we chatted about it before. That painting behind you, <laughs> tell us about it. Some yeah. people will have seen this already, but tell us about the painting. Well, the painting, I got this painting about like maybe four or five years ago, and it's from an artist called Mintu Vaitinen, a Finnish artist from Tampere. And I saw it, saw her style uh, in general, like she got all these like bright colors and kind of like cartoonish paintings. And I contacted her that could you could you hook me up with a painting and like I would I would like to buy some of your art. And she was like, definitely, definitely. And she started working on stuff. Then I went I went there, like drove there and just checked the painting out. We had some contract situations and I gave her the money and that's it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but me, me, I'm an impulsive guy like that because I see what I like. I always kind of like react to it. Oh, uh, Jesse, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Thank and, you. Uh, and best of thank luck you. for for the for the coming weeks. Thank you. Thank you. Wishing you the best. Take care. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. You're listening to The Eurotrip, your favorite Eurovision podcast. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. So welcome back to the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast. James, it feels like the 2024 season is hurtling by. The UMK final will be here before we know it. And in that final will be the man that we've just heard from, Jesse Markin. And I asked you, how do we pronounce Jesse's surname? And you said... Markin. It's marking your homework without the G. <laughs> 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 that's fair. I think that's right. No, it's good. Marking your homework without the G. That helps explain it for me. So yeah, Jesse Markin will be competing in UMK in a few weeks' time. A couple of weeks' time? Not long. Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. 17th of Feb, I think. Uh, 10th of February, forgive me. So not too far away. A few weeks' time is always vague enough that you're always right. So a few weeks' time. couple of weeks. couple of weeks' time. Yes, indeed. And if you were wondering, by the way, if you want to see that painting that we were on about at the end of that chat, head over to our TikTok. I will put a video of that on there so you can see uh, the painting in action. It is certainly bold. Uh, so go and have a look. We are at YouTube Podcast over on TikTok. On the way, the first of the class of 2024 that we have had on the podcast, Iko from Czechia will be chatting to me very, very shortly. That's James... Some very, very exciting news from us here at the Eurotrip podcast. Breaking news in the Eurotrip podcast news studio. Drum roll, please. Well, you don't have to put a drum roll in there. I know you read it in Rob, but you don't have to put one in. I'll just come out with it. Melfest Monday is back. Hey, Melfest Monday returns. We said that UMK was just a few weeks away. Melody Festival and starts next Saturday, so just a week and a half away at the time that you are listening to this, which means that Melfest Monday is back for another season, and Melfest Monday 2024, so Series 3, I believe, of Melfest Monday that we've done here on the podcast. Series 4? No, it's not. We did. We started in 2021, so this is going to be Series 4, believe it or not, of Melfest Whoa. Monday. So All it kicks right, off... Well- it kicks off this coming Monday, January the 29th, seven episodes for seven weeks, focusing exclusively on, I'm going to say it, Europe's favourite national selection. <laughs> you said it, not me, but I would be inclined to agree. We'll be chatting to the artists, we'll be chatting to the people behind the show, we'll be chatting to all of the big decision makers in Sweden, and we've got a very exciting episode on the way on Monday to mark the start of the season. Melfest Monday Series 4, slightly different, uh, slightly more James, slightly less Rob. <laughs> I wonder how that is going to go down but rest assured as Rob says we'll be chatting to loads of other people we've got plenty of guests to uh, to keep me company and you company listening at home so that kicks start on Monday so for the next seven Mondays you've got a bonus episode of the Eurotrip every single week when you aren't listening find us on social media at Eurotrip podcast on Twitter and Instagram I said slightly less, Rob. I will still be appearing as and when, but I'm a married man now, James. I just can't commit. It's not a lot. Actually, sure. Actually, that's (laughs) not what you should say after saying I'm a married man, is it? I know what you meant. Arguably, that's the last thing I should be saying. (laughs) You just want to go out and do, you know, 
married life things on a Sunday rather than sitting with me for for far too long. Yeah, these are the boring technicals of Malfest Monday. Obviously, to get the podcast episode out for you on a Monday, we have to record on a Sunday because obviously the show is on the Saturday. Uh, and yeah, my, my married life means that I am frequently busy on a Sunday. So it will be James and friends with a little bit of extra Rob seasoning, seasoning <laughs> as and when. <laughs> Yes, very much looking forward to that. So hopefully you can come and keep me company starting from this coming Monday. Now though, back to today's episode and it is time for us to meet the first of our class of 2024 here on the Eurotrip podcast. We are going to be hearing from Aiko. Now she won ESCZ back at the start of December, winning the right to represent Czechia at the Eurovision Song Contest in Malmö, following in the footsteps of Vesna. And big footsteps to Phil, of course. Vesna getting a top 10 in Liverpool. He says confidently, hoping that that's correct. James is also nodding, so if we're both wrong, we're both wrong. But I think we're right. I think Czechia were in the top 10 in Liverpool with My Sister's Crown. But this year, it is Aiko with her song, pedestal and i was lucky enough to have a chat to her in person she lives here in the uk as you'll hear during this interview so she popped up to see me here in london we had a lovely sit down and we covered all the big topics including her favorite breakfast foods and her favorite pizza topping her favorite crisp flavor and also what colors we can expect to see on the stage in malma because we're at that stage of the selection season, James, aren't we? Where you ask the artist, what can we expect from your performance at Eurovision? And they go, well, I can't tell you very much at the moment, actually. <laughs> so rather than do that, I've just started asking them what colour we can expect to see. It, uh, they're, they're far too well media trained, aren't they? They just get told, do not say anything. I wonder if she's going to get a slap on the wrist for just telling you <laughs> the colours at the end of the chat. Yeah, after the interview, she said, she was like, did I tell you too much? And obviously I naturally said, no, no, that was fine. Don't worry about it. The Czech delegation may feel differently. But it was lovely to catch up with Aiko. Such a lovely conversation. And hopefully we'll get the chance to follow her Eurovision journey from now to Malmö. So here's what happened when she joined me in the studio here in London for a chat all about her Eurovision journey so far. Aiko, welcome to the Eurotrip. Hello, hello. How are you and how has your life changed since ESCZ? Oh, I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, my life has been very intense since <laughs> ESCZ. A lot of positive reactions and negative reactions, reactions in general. <laughs> um, I've learned to just let it all flow and there's a lot, just a lot happening and it's really exciting for me. So I'm just a lot changed. <laughs> what was it like on New Year's Eve when it it kind of the clock struck midnight? It was twenty. Mm-hmm. It was twenty twenty four. Yes, and you knew what was happening this year. Do you know what's funny? It's not even the New Year's Eve. I at my birthday this, on the twenty sixth of December, and every year I don't. I have a, like a love hate relationship with my birthday, just because I don't mind getting older but I always feel like by a certain age I should achieve that and that yada yada and I feel like I dread my birthdays a bit in a way that I'm like in my small when I was a child I was like when I'm gonna be 24 I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be Lady Gaga (laughs) so when I'm not I just feel a bit sad about it but this birthday I was just like yes this is the best birthday ever (laughs) you are Lady Gaga this year (laughs) um you you said your birthday was on the 26th 26th of December do people get you joint presents yes they do of course they do <laughs> is, that the wor- is that the worst part of having a 26th of december birthday um I, sometimes you also get like a bit a bigger present sometimes yeah. instead of like two small ones you get a bigger and that's nice because sometimes you just like get a nicer nicer present not that there is a nicer present any present is a good one <laughs> okay well, i feel like we should talk about eurovision and we should talk yes. about we should talk about ESCZ. <laughs> and we should talk about you tell us more about you for our listeners who may have seen you on stage in prague for the first time that may have been the first time they'd seen you perform yes so tell us about you as a musician absolutely so i make alternative pop Lately, I've been very much into rock music as well. Um, and I'm just thinking, what what can I tell you? <laughs> I perform a lot. I really like visuals. I really like to create sort of like a cohesive 
world around the project just because I feel like it's really fun for me as a listener for other artists as well I also really enjoy it when I see it so that's something that I really like doing and uh, yeah I've been doing it for a while now and you live here in the UK now right I do yeah I study at university in the UK and then I just sort of decided to stay what's uh, what's your favorite thing about living in the UK Oh, I live in Brighton now. So my favourite thing is just the artsy community in there. You just walk down the street. Everyone's just, they have piercings. They're dressed somehow extravagantly. It just feels nice. Yeah, there's a lot of very cool people <laughs> yes. in Brighton. Yes. <laughs> um, Ico, quick fire, because Oof. I feel like this is a good way to get to know yes, you. Yes, let's do that. Well, Should I be nervous? I don't think so. I was going to ask you what your favourite food is, but I think I know what it is already. <laughs> because yes. before I press record, I said, uh, Ika, what did you have for breakfast? Because that's normally how I check that the microphone is working. And, I feel that it's just like a polite question. <laughs> well, and you said... Yes, my favourite like my favorite food is oatmeal. I've had oatmeal for the past seven years every day for breakfast. I just love my oatmeal in the morning. And what do you have on it? I have like tiny chocolate bits and then some fruit as well. And I have my coffee that is overly sweetened. All of my friends make fun of me just because I really like the effect of coffee on me. But I don't like the taste. And tea or matcha doesn't just hit the spot correctly. So I put like five spoons of sugar. Five. five. <laughs> yes. But it just, it just does the trick. And I love my just lovely breakfast. That is a healthy, nutritious way to start right. the day. <laughs> Chocolate drops on oatmeal yeah. and five, five spoons of sugar. Did I ever mention that I really like sweet stuff? <laughs> What's, what would be your favourite sweet thing then in that case? Ooh, well, I think... Do you know the Lotus Biscuits? Yes. They make chocolate now. White chocolate with Lotus sort of butter, creamy biscuit thing inside. It's it's heavenly. And I had to stop buying it just because every time I bought it, I, I ate the entire like 200 gram chocolate in a day. <laughs> Are you taking a massive pack of, of white chocolate lotus biscuits to Melma? Is that the plan? Oh, I should maybe. Just like when I when I feel a bit nervous, I'm just you just see me in the backstage just stuff in my mouth with <laughs> it. Well maybe maybe if we see maybe if we see you on the turquoise carpet, we can bring some lotus biscuits oh, and we yes, can give them. Please. To you. <laughs> I'd be so happy. Well, that was gonna be one of my quick fire questions. One of them was gonna be, what's your favourite food? So we're there. Okay, we've got two left. We're there. Favourite crisp flavour? Crisp flavour? Yeah. Ooh, uh, sour cream and onion. Oh, good choice. Oh, what about you? Uh, I think sour cream and onion, genuinely. Oh, like it's it's on the verge with salt and vinegar as well. Okay, I knew yes, I knew yes, we'd get on. Yes. I knew we'd get on. <laughs> and uh, favorite pizza topping? <sighs> pineapple. Good, ch- just pineapple. Really? I don't I don't eat meat, so no ham, pineapple, yeah, cheese, no, pineapple. My um my wife is vegetarian, and okay, she, yeah. so her pizza topping is pineapple. Perfect. With sweet corn and barbecue sauce. How do you Ooh. feel about that? sweet corn's great i haven't tried barbecue sauce on it so that's a good idea i'll try it next time would recommend (laughs) would recommend okay we've said that you you live in the uk now yes but you are of course representing czechia Mm -hmm. as everybody knows so what what is your what is your czechia story my czechia story so i moved to the czech republic when i was five Uh, my parents were really just tired of work and we were traveling all around europe um it was really funny because i have memories from my childhood when we were driving around europe in a car i was so small that when i stretched my legs in the back of the car i fit like Perfectly. It was it was perfect. Um, but then my parents decided that Czech Republic would there would be their spot, so we moved there. I grew up there. Um and yeah, pretty much all of my friends, family, they're there. <laughs> and, and why ESCZ now? Why why did you enter this mm. year? I've actually been entering for the past few years. I've been try I think this is my third try at this point i just really like the community around it the idea i love that in eurovision the artists are actually going in with their own music which is very different from other contests for example and it's just it's something that i really wanted to experience in general so this year was just the year that it worked out so obviously escz you find out that you have a place yes which is very exciting what was that like you mean the national selection or the actual final the national selection the national what was it like finding out that you would be competing in escz mm-hmm. that was quite funny just because i just came back from tour i was touring i released an album touring i was really tired after tour of course so I just came back to brighton i just it was just second day after tour and i was like nice i'm going to be in the uk now i'm going to have some time to rest to create this is going to be nice time on the second day i received a call and they were like hi so you're in in the national selection congratulations 
there was no rest for me. <laughs> but it was really, really cool. What was the uh, what was the gap between them telling you and and the selection show happening? How long did you have to prepare? Oh, I think we had around two ish weeks. Wow, so not long. Not long at all. And then I also just because I did just come back from tour, I treated myself to a small vacation at the time, so I didn't really even have that much time to prepare. So then, obviously, ESCZ happens, and yes. obviously you've performed, but. As we know in ESCZ, we have a, a gap between the show mm-hmm. and then when we find out the results. Yes. So do you stay in Prague while you're waiting to find out what's going to happen? Yes, I did. I was actually with my family and friends just doing, I've done I've done interviews. I was with my friends and we also, we had some interviews from the Czech television schedule. So I was like, I'm not going to fly back. <laughs> and then you knew beforehand, I think, that on the 12th, was it? I think yes, the 12th- we were supposed to film on the 12th that we got to know. All of the artists filmed an interview. We knew that even before we entered. <laughs> and what you didn't know is that they were mm-hmm. going to use that interview to tell you... I had no idea, yes. <laughs> that you'd won ESCZ. Yes, what? I just told you the story when I was like, I was staying at my friend's house. And just before I left, I was just like, wouldn't it be funny if they announced me as the winner? She was like, you wish, ha 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 ha. And they did. Are you joking? It's... what? What? Really? Oh my god, no way! What? Is this not a... I'm just gonna... (laughs) No way! So what was was not necessarily that moment like, but the moment where you... I was gonna say you told your family and friends, but presumably they will have seen it on social media like everybody else. Yes, they had to wait just because I did, like, I have to keep it a secret. So it was it was very I <laughs> it was very intense moment for me because I couldn't really even process it right away. I think it took me like a good 12 hours for me to fully hit it. I remember because I was flying back to the UK the next day because I had sessions um, to create some new music and I I started crying on the plane and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm going to your vision." But like 12 hours later, <laughs> just really happy tears. <laughs> Sometimes that stuff takes a while yeah, to sink yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it took took some time. <laughs> so, so where are we at? Where are we at now? You know, mm. we're 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 talking in January. Obviously, yes. there's a few months to go. But what kind of things are happening at this time mm. of year to get yourself ready for Eurovision, which is Absolutely. now about four months away? Four months away. So currently, we are preparing the staging. Of course, we already have some really cool ideas, and um, we're talking to fashion designers. We're doing all that very exciting stuff around that. Personally, for me, I have found some singing teachers, and I've started the actual like physical prep as well. I'm I'm looking into actually, you know, I don't know if you've seen the videos of Miley Cyrus and like Taylor Swift when they prepare for tour. They run on a treadmill and they sing while doing it so that's something I really want to do I was gonna say so this the story that I've heard about Taylor Swift before her era's tour is that yeah she does the whole set Set. on the treadmill in in heels I think oh my god is it in heels I think it's in heels did nobody tell you it was in heels do you not want to do it in heels no I didn't know I thought I've heard that she does it twice she does it twice that's a long time right like five times a week something like this like a lot a lot she must be f- f- an athlete at this point. Obviously, before we get to Eurovision, mm. presumably mm. you are going to be performing the song elsewhere. I am, yes. We have confirmed a few pre-parties. Uh, the Amsterdam one and the Stockholm one. I think they're considering Madrid as well. I don't, I'm not sure if it's confirmed, confirmed right now, but okay. I think they are. London would be very convenient. I know, right? For you. I was, just, I was saying it to them. Like, I can just get on a train. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't need to do anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we do have a few other artists that have yeah. been confirmed. Have, have you had any chat with the rest of the class of 2024? Ooh, not, not yet. We all follow each other on Instagram. Like we, we commented on each other's posts and everything, but I'm yet to actually talk and meet all the people. And it's just, it's very, very fun. <laughs> what, what is the thing about Eurovision do you think you're most looking forward to? Oh, 
So many. That's a good question. So many. I think the actual performance, of course. And I'm just really excited to see the stage because it looks beautiful from the photos. And talking of the stage, actually, yeah. what kind of a, a challenge does that present for you as an mm. artist? Because it looks like you are pretty much almost entirely surrounded, right? I know. By yeah, the audience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it means... It's a good question what it means because <laughs> I've never performed at such stage so it would be good to get someone who will help me coach me through movement and how to actually interact with everything and also to know where the cameras are it's gonna be it's gonna be hard <laughs> to pick them all out right i know right Iko, it's been so wonderful to, to to chat to you to find out what it's like at this point in your mm. eurovision journey because hopefully hopefully we can follow it a bit more and find out hopefully, what yes. find out what you're up to and yeah you've already said so you're, you know, getting your preparation sorted. Yes. You're getting getting prepped. You're doing the workouts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there anything you can tell us? And I'm sure you will say no mm-hmm. about what we might be able to expect on the stage. I cannot. I'm very sorry. You can expect it to be very conceptual. There is a very interesting idea. At least I think it's a very cool idea. But that's that's about it. Can <laughs> I can I ask you? And you can say no again. Yes. Uh, is there a is there a Colour. Colour? Yeah. I'd say black, red and white. That's enough for me. Yeah? That's enough for me. That's good, good. I think you've told me more than I was expecting. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) Aiko, it has been an absolute joy. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And it's uh, it's been a pleasure and we can't wait to follow the rest of your journey. Thank you very much. You're listening to The Eurotrip with Rob Lilly and James Rowe. Like what you're hearing? Make sure to leave us a review and a rating whenever you're listening. Brilliant to hear from Aiko here on the podcast, the first member of the Eurovision class of 2024 here on the Eurotrip. Rest assured, we will be chatting to some more of them uh, over the coming weeks and months as we gear up to Malma. But yeah, she's lovely, isn't she? She came across really, really well. She's very sweet, very, very softly spoken as well. It's it's interesting. Her voice is so softly spoken. And yet when she's on stage, just this whole new persona comes out. It's remarkable. I came away from that interview thinking that if the whole Eurovision or indeed music thing doesn't work out for Aiko, she's got a career in audiobooks. Oh, 100%. 100%. But what we didn't know at the time that I was chatting to her is I think we may be getting a, a revamp of uh, Pedestal, her song for Eurovision 2024. So it'd be very interesting to see what Czechia have in store when that hits the airwaves, James. Yes, indeed. Now then, before we go, of course, uh, it is fair and proper, Rob, that we wrap up with the one second song. Do you remember the scores from last week? Did I, uh, did I, no, no, did you rather add anything to your tally? I did. I got a couple of points. I hit the post twice. So yeah, it is, to answer your question, you seven, me two. But obviously this week you have a chance to extend your lead. Yes, I do. Uh, Rob, you've chosen the song this week. Uh, Let's have it, shall we? Yeah, for the first time for James and all of you listening, it's this week's one second song. Man alive. Yeah, tricky. Tricky, isn't it, that? Uh, the, sorry, I, I just went, I scrolled away just to go and listen to it, and then I come back, and you're in the dark. What's going on? Yeah, the light's gone out, James, but I don't know what's going on. I don't know whether there's a power cut. I don't know whether or not the bulb's gone. I don't think it matters, does it? Anyway, no, uh, for new listeners, I'm looking for the name of the song, the uh, the artist, the year it took part in Eurovision, and the country it represented, and uh, I'm pretty clueless, so let's hear it one more time. That's tough. Is that tough? You know, if independently, do you agree that's tough? I would independently agree. I would agree that that is tough. But if you played it to me, I think I'd get it. Mm, but you are older and have been a fan for longer. I thought you were going to say older and wiser, but no. Nah, you just, no. You just, just, just stated facts there. Yes. Uh, let's do a contest that I didn't watch at the time. Uh, which is 2005. Mm-hmm. Too young for that, Rob. Too young for that. Yeah, you were, what, three? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> eight, I think. And He's not even joking, everyone. I think he literally was eight, which is yeah. terrible. <laughs> some of you listening. Uh, let's say it was... Um, let's say it was Denmark with nondescript boy band 
and Nondescript Love Song. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like a song that may well be competing in Dance Melody Grand Prix, to be honest. <laughs> I don't even know what Denmark 2005 was. But unfortunately, James, for you, it wasn't this week's One Second Song. Because this week's One Second Song, James, was Austria 2007, Eric Papalaya, or rather, Eric <laughs> Papalaya, with Get a Life. Get alive. Living in this world be a little too much. Don't let it get you down. Get up and strut. Right. How long do you think we would have had to be here for you to get that right? Yeah, there's no way I was going to get that, I must admit. Yeah, that was a toughie. That was a toughie. It was. Didn't qualify for the grand final in 2007. Uh, Finished second bottom in that immeasurably large semi-final. Uh, So came 26th of 20... No, 27th of 28. 27th of 28 in the semi-final uh, with just four points. Uh, James, any idea why I picked that? Not a clue. Okay, there is some logic behind it. Uh, James, you spoke to your fella from UMK, which is, of course, the Mm -hmm. selection in Finland. Yes. Uh, We also heard from Aiko, who is representing Czechia. Yes. Well, the Czech Republic, as they were, made their Eurovision debut when the contest was last held in Finland in 2007. And the Czech Republic finished bottom of that semi-final. They came 28th of 28 on their debut, scoring a single point and immediately above them, (laughs) 27th in the semi-final uh, was Austria and Eric Papalaya. Well, there you go. There you go. A fascinating insight into Rob's brain right there. Uh, so the points don't change, and Rob has an opportunity to claw back some uh, some more points uh, on next week's episode, which is when we will join you next. And as soon as I've said that, I've realised it's not, because we'll be back on Monday for the return of Melfest Monday, episode one, where we will preview the whole competition and then focus in on heat number one, semi-final number one, whatever we're going to call them this year. And hopefully we will get an answer to that, because... We might be speaking to somebody who might be able to give us a definite answer if it's a heat or it's a semi-final. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned to Malfus Monday and then the Eurotrip next Wednesday. In the meantime, don't forget you can keep in touch with us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email. You can read all of our exclusive stories, which there are a few from this week's episode on EurotripPodcast.com. And if you would like to help us along on our road to Malmö and help us keep the lights on, then you can buy us a coffee over on Buy Me. I say that, help us keep the lights on. Literally, the lights went off for Rob and still are off. He's in the dark. I was about to say, the the, the irony that I'm in the dark. But go on, read, read, read the address. You can uh, you can help pay for Rob's electricity bill <laughs> on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Eurotrip podcast. Oh, what a joy. Oh, well, that, that's it then. We'll see you again on Monday or James will definitely see you on Monday. And then uh, we'll be back together again next Wednesday. Loads of news, of course, going to happen between now and then. And we'll be talking about it all next week on the podcast. So until then, James, from me, it's goodbye. And from me, it's goodbye. We did it. We did it the other way around. Then I know. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot to do it because I was I was doing something different. Interesting. Oh, blimey! If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.